And we are live. This is the Wrap It Up on Blast Raps post-game show. And yes, these are one of those nights. This is one of those nights where it feels so good. Because your Toronto Raptors are winners. They win big. But not only that, the legend of Gary Trent Jr. continues. I mean, remember when it wasn't that long ago when Colin Sexton was talking trash? <laughs> remember that? Yeah. Anyways, this is the Wrap It Up On Blast Raps postgame show. My name is Sheldon Alexander. I would like to thank you guys for tuning in, whether you're tuning in live on Twitter, where we take your comments and questions, live on Instagram, where we take your comments and questions, or on Twitch, brand new Twitch page, on Blast Podcast, where you find us on Twitch, also taking your comments and questions, and of course, Instagram, nope, YouTube, that's the last place I'm forgetting, YouTube, which that page is Sheldon Alexander, of course, taking your comments and questions, why, because this is the only live and interactive Toronto Raptors post-game show there is, and this is exactly why we created this show for nights like this because the chat on YouTube is already on fuego so many comments already filtering in because y'all are hype Gary Trent Jr. came in and he got y'all on a wave already already my guy has you hype not only is it my guy putting in work on the court my guy is giving great post game clips my guy is rocking Blue Jays jerseys he's rocking OVO gear it's like how to embrace yourself to a Toronto fan base 101. Get buckets, hit game winners, rock OVO gear, rock your own personalized Jays jersey, and continue, again, most importantly, to put in work on the court. That is what Gary Trent Jr. is doing right now. And above all, the quote, that's just part of my drip. Close quote. <laughs> incredible ride here so far for Gary Trent Jr. and your Toronto Raptors as they are winners 135 to 115 again I'll say that because that's a big boy win 135 to 115 and why is this a big boy win let's be honest how many people thought the Raps were going to win this game other than the dudes on the Raps I'm sure they're very confident we know they're very confident but I'm asking you, Raptors fans, because here's the thing. No Siakam. He was sitting out this game for rest, right? We know there's no Kyle Lowry, no Fred Van Fleet. So that's three of your starters, quite arguably three of your best players out of the lineup. And you're going against a Cavs team that the last time you played them, Colin Sexton punked the Toronto Raptors. There's no ifs, ands, or buts about it. Fred Van Fleet admitted as such post that game. And if you remember, that was also the game in which Pascal Siakam was benched in the fourth quarter. And then we know the next day, the new or a couple days later, I guess, the stories came out about the beef between Pascal and Nick Nurse. So you add all those things into the pregame thoughts. And here you are with Gary Trent Jr. leading the way. With 44 points on 17 of 19 shooting from the floor. 7 of 9 shooting from 3. 
add in seven rebounds, add in four assists, just because. My guy has played nine games for the Toronto Raptors. Nine. My guy has upped his career high twice. He has a game winner at the buzzer, which sent everyone into a frenzy. He's a plus. He had a game where he was a plus 54. That doesn't even seem like real life at all. All in nine games. And again, all while rocking OVO gear, your own personalized Jays jersey, and dropping lines like, that's just part of my drip. Gary Trent Jr., I've been saying it, your favorite Raptors, favorite Raptor right now. And my guy, I mean, you look at a game like this, and it was done from the first quarter. Right from get-go, I mean, we, we'll talk about Malachi Flynn at some point for sure, but right from the get-go, Raptors had 47 points in that first quarter. Bembry started 4-4 in this game. I'm pretty sure OG started 5-5, five of five, if I'm not mistaken. Gary Trent Jr. was on fuego to start this game. Raptors were running away with it very early. Season-high 47 points in the first quarter. Second-highest total ever. Utah was hitting buzzer-beater threes. Like, right at that point, I was like, whoa, okay. This Raptor team was ready. They had energy. They came out. And this is why, if you follow this pod, I know people started talking about tanking and not tanking. And I sat here and I said, this team is too good to tank. Nick Nurse is too good of a coach. These things, it's just not, it's not something that you're going to see from this, this team, regardless of who's in the lineup, because they play hard. Even last the last game the Raptors lost, they played hard in that game. It was just a situation of, we don't believe you need more people. But in this game against the Cavs, who are still a young team, they're still not really that good, to be honest, and they probably thought they were walking into another victory. They thought probably they could just show up and win the game. And the Raptors were like, nah, (laughs) not happening here. OG starts that game 5 of 5. Everyone was hot. I mean, Freddie Gillespie, just brand new sign, he checked in early and he was getting some minutes. Everyone was hyped. Boucher with huge blocks, Boucher running the floor. I mean, Trent and Ananobi in that second quarter had the Raptors' first 23 points. That's what I knew. Okay, there, there's no answer here coming from the Cleveland Cavaliers. I know they made a bit of a run in the third quarter, but it was jammed done. Because again, the aforementioned Gary Trent Jr. was just on fuego fire. My guy was hitting deep threes. He was driving the lane, hitting step back jumpers. He was driving the lane, getting and ones. He was then coming down the floor and taking heat checks. And think about it. In a game where you take heat checks and you still finish 17 for 19, you only missed two shots. And one of those shots was a heat check. The other shot was just another three. That's an incredible shooting performance. Like, I don't want that part to get lost in all of this. That is an incredible shooting performance by Gary Trent Jr. For his season high now, or career high, pardon me, 44 points for the Toronto Raptors. So, tell me what your favorite moment was of this game. Tell me how much you're in love with Gary Trent Jr. What are we really breaking down other than Gary Trent Jr. putting in gangster work in this game? And... There are a couple other moments here where I thought Utah, like this game was crazy. I thought Utah was going to bust a reverse, a reverse dunk in in the, like on a breakaway at one point. Then he came down and two hand dunked it on a dude on the Cavs. Like 
This game was insane, and it was fun watching Kyle and Fred and Pascal on the bench get so hyped cheering on the team. Like, that was the Raptors team that we're used to seeing. Just a team that's coming out with effort. And I know it's a blowout win, and so it's easy to feel good in that sense. But I think when you... This is a sports gods. This is a basketball gods type of thing to say. And I think if you never really played sports, you're not going to pick up what I'm putting down here. But I think when you put in the effort, when you try really, really hard consistently night in, night out, and you look at the dudes on that Raptors roster who are in the lineup scrapping and clawing for all their minutes and you put that blood sweat equity into the game you're gonna have nights like this are you gonna win every game no but if you don't come out like that you know what you do guarantee you're definitely not gonna have a game like this so it was just good to see and again in a, in a season where things haven't been going well for the raps in a season where you're I mean, it's going to be tough to still make the playoffs. And then even if you do make the playoffs, we know, we know, we know. Whole other story. But you need moments like this just for culture purposes. Just for mentality purposes. Just so that when your organization, but your fan base, because that's what we do here. We're talking about things from the fan base perspective. When you, when you as a fan base look back at this team, you can say, okay, Gary Trent Jr., like, that's a legit, legit pickup. You're dropping 40 pieces in the NBA. That's the thing. My guy's putting in work. I'm going to keep it simple. I want to hear from you guys. I want to hear what everyone's thinking because at this point, I mean, 135, 115 blowout victory against the Cavs, a 44-point night from Gary Trent Jr., what else are we here to talk about? I want to hear from the fans. I want to know how you guys are feeling. Have you ordered your Gary Trent Jr. jerseys yet? Um, I was going to say something, but I'm not going to give it away because never mind. <laughs> I'll just stop myself. But here's the thing. I, I understand why people would be excited. And it's what I've been talking about for the last few weeks in terms of, hey, you might not have wins and losses, you might not have the playoffs to look forward to, but you need to start looking at this season in terms of what positive signs can you take from it. What can you look at and say, okay, well, Malachi Flynn, you get an extended run now with Kyle and Fred out of the lineup. My guy puts up career highs again, 20 points, 11 assists. He's high, obviously he has high usage being the only true point guard on the roster getting minutes, but you still have to put up the numbers. You still have to play. And we don't only judge stuff here by the stats. We also talk eye test here. And when you watch my guy play, he's looking a lot more confident. He's coming around those screens with a lot more purpose, getting downhill, getting to the cup with purpose. And you need to see that if you're the Raptors organization, but also you love to see it as a Raptors fan base. Because again, we don't know what it's going to be like next year. But there's a very good chance that you could be relying on Malachi Flynn for heavy, heavy minutes at the point guard spot. So you need to see that you got something there. You need to see these positive signs that my guy can put in work and we're seeing a bit of that and so you just hope for some form of consistency with the minutes that he does get you know it's probably not going to have kyle rushing back or freddie rushing back you know make sure that they're completely healthy obviously 
but you're just seeing positive signs. If you're looking at this season and saying, you know, you're coming off Chris Boucher's, what, 38 and 19? Is that what he had last game? I, I yeah. 38 and 19, is that what Boucher had last game? You're coming off that, and then you're coming here and you're saying Gary Trent Jr. with 44 points. You're looking for pieces that you can add to your roster for the future. Now, you know you're going to win with the A-A-A-A-A-plus type guys, and I get that, but you're talking about retooling your team. You're talking about getting back to respectability. You're talking about getting back to a place where your goal is to win two rounds in the playoffs, and how do you do that? You accumulate talent, guys you can trust, guys that fit into your system, guys that come in, and no matter who the opponent is, they're busting their ass on defense, and that transfers into offense. And I just think that when you watch Gary Trent Jr., what he's done in his nine games since he's been with the Raptors, how can you not look at this guy and just think, that's a dope move from Masai Ujiri? Think of it as asset management. Masai Ujiri cashing in on a couple a couple hot months from Norm. Norm's about to get paid a whole lot of money. And now Gary Trent Jr.'s come in and... I mean, if he's not matching Norm's output so far, I mean, you could argue he's surpassing Norm's output. No, it's a fair argument. I don't, I'm watching Gary Trent Jr. And it's a tough debate. If you try to tell me that you can say that Norman Powell is better than, than Gary Trent Jr. I will sit here and have that debate with you. And mind you, if you follow this pod, I was sitting here telling y'all that's a great, great trade the moment it happened. It's going to be so funny now to hear all the people that jump on the wave, which we know that's what happens in this city. And cool, the more the merrier, no problem, we get it. But Gary Trent Jr. is that dude. My guy's just out here balling. And you heard him in that post-game interview with Danielle just talk about the confidence he's gotten since coming here from the coaching staff, from the team, just allowing him to cook, giving him the space to cook, giving him the confidence to do what he does, sitting down and watching tape to know, okay, well, where are his spots on the floor? Where is he like getting the ball? All of those things. And as Jay points out in the chat here, Jay says, you forgot Kem Birch is also here. I mean, anyone better than Baines, right? Gillespie, I mean, cool. Come in, bang some bodies, grab some rebounds. Cool. As long as you see less of Aaron Baines, I'm sure everyone's on board for that wave, right? So let's get to some comments. If you're on Instagram right now, click the link in bio. That'll take you to the YouTube chat. That chat is on Fuego as always. Remember to like and subscribe there. That's how you support this movement. That is a Wrap It Up podcast. The only live and interactive Toronto Raptors post-game show there is. Streaming live on YouTube and on Twitter and on Twitch. After each and every Toronto Raptors post-game show. And if you ever miss it, we got you covered wherever you get your podcasts. Spotify, Apple Podcasts, SoundCloud, and of course the aforementioned YouTube. Tell your friends. I will start with some comments here. Let's see. Erica says, you said last week Norm was better, lol. I said Norm was leaving, but can't lie, Gary is great. I said last week Norm was better, lol. I think I said last week at this stage of his career, I see why Portland thinks Norm is better. 
And the Raptors kind of know that they're not going to pay Gary Trent Jr. because he's younger. So they think Norm is a more, more bankable asset in terms of what you can count on come playoff time. Like they think they're getting another legit 20 point score consistently that you can trust in the playoffs. If you're a Raptors fan, you know that might not be the case because we've seen Norm's resume. We know that Norm played well this season, but we know overall Norm has a tendency to be inconsistent, right? We know Norm might be overvalued as a defender, right? That's what I was saying. Like Portland, if if the overall perception was that Gary Trent Jr. is not better than Norman Powell, or sorry, if the overall perception was that Gary Trent Jr. was better than Norman Powell, then Portland doesn't make the deal. I think that's what I was saying. But hey, it's all right. Always here for the discussion, right? Always here for the discussion. I wonder if Kem Birch is gonna is gonna start eventually. I wonder. My guy AB says, "How mad is Caboclo at at Flynn's minutes?" <laughs> Yo, Malachi, poor Bruno. Bruno can't get no love. Bruno's still gonna get slandered in this city. Is that a thing? <laughs> Bruno's never going to live that down the two years away from being two years away. Poor guy. How many years away is he now? Is Bruno still in the league? Someone in the chat will answer that. Someone in the chat will look that up. I'm not going to spend the time looking up if Bruno Caboclo is still in the league. Someone in the chat will tell me though. Let's get to some comments here and just people yelling. I see all caps Raptors nation, not Donald Fagan says go basketball team. Go. Okay, cool. A lot of just yeah screams. Inches says Flynn's game is interesting. He definitely puts more emphasis on playmaking than Fred Van Vliet. It feels like, given who is on the floor with him, he could really have, he could have easily just put up twenty five shots. I mean, if you listen to Malachi Flynn that uh, Facebook post, <laughs> Malachi Flynn is he's a pure point guard, right? Like he is a uh, point guards, point guards, point guard, right? Like we know that. Um, it's interesting though, how he's going to fit into this team going forward. I'm very interested to see that and how they develop him going forward in terms of, do they want him? I mean, it depends on the rest of the roster makeup, obviously, but you go forward, you go into next year and you think, okay, is it Freddie Trent jr? OG Pascal, and hopefully a starting center, whomever said starting center is. And then you have Malachi coming off the bench with Boucher, hopefully leading a, a, a bench mob 2.0 or 3.0 or however, whatever .0 we're at at this point. <laughs> I don't know. Let me get some more comments because there's a lot in here. Colin says, if the Raptors drop below the Thunder, Cavaliers, and Wizards, we finish fifth from the bottom. Do we even want to win? We're going back to this tanking question and... Listen, whether you want to tank or not, the Raptors are not going to tank. Pascal was out resting, cool, but I think you just saw that even without Pascal Siakam on any given night, we know Nick Nurse is always pulling the strings. We always know the Raps are always game planning for something. And also, this is a big week for the Raps. This is a back-to-back, -back, then they have a night off, then it's another back-to-back. -back. So... There's a lot of games going on this week, so it makes sense to give Pascal a bit of a rest, as obviously he's carrying a lot of the scoring load the past couple games with no Freddie and no Kyle. So, I don't know. 
I don't think they're going to tank. I find it interesting, the fan base, whether they want to tank or not. Because that top 10 pick, this draft is going to be super interesting. Because there's a lot of names that people might not be familiar with that, you know, will rise up the, the draft board. And then there's other names that will get hot because that happens all the time with, you know, agents, great work by agents, getting stories out there, getting information up there. It's going to be fun. And if the Raps are in the top 10, I, I think I'm on record saying realistically, because I don't think they're going to fade enough to get Cade. I want Jalen Green. I want the G League kid. I don't want Suggs. I don't want Mobley. But there's tons of time for us to talk about the draft. But right now, we're talking about Gary Trent Jr. Bob in the chat. I'm really starting to like Gary Trent Jr. One of his special skills is that he can shoot off balance and off the dribble so well. He doesn't always need to be, quote, set to hit his shots. Something Powell needed to. It's interesting. I think Gary Trent Jr., he appears to have more in his game. Norm, sometimes I feel like if you watch the Raptors, you knew exactly what Norm was going to do when he got the ball. Right, like you know if he caught it like this, he wasn't going to be able to shoot it, so he's going to drive no matter what. Norm also only really passed when he had to. <laughs> and I say that laughing because I instantly go to Freddie's, was it 54-point game? Where Freddie's chasing 50, he's getting close, and Norm's out here shooting threes <laughs> in a blowout game where Freddie's trying to get to 50 points, and Norm's out here shooting threes. <laughs> so... I say that to say this, Gary Trent Jr., I mean, I loved seeing him get the heat checks, but that that debate is just now starting, and it's going to continue. Is Gary Trent just better than Norman Powell? It's going to be very interesting. It's going to be interesting. And says, I'm so excited for the future of this team. In Maasai, we trust. Aisha, I'm happy for our rookie, our rooks like Flynn, Utah to get experience. They will be better bench players next year. We got to develop bench mob 2.0. Uh, things change big time when you have a good bench for sure. And if you look at it from the standpoint of how this team ended up winning the championship, they accumulated all these assets, whether it's through the draft, whether it's through, you know, signing undrafted free agents. But you had your starters, even going back to the pre-Kawhi trade, right? You had your starters with Kyle and DeMar putting in work, cool. But you had Siakam coming off the bench. You had Freddie coming off the bench. DeLon, um, Jakob Pertl. Like you had a legit bench mob. And you had all these assets that you were then able to flip for Marc Gasol. That you were able to flip and get Kawhi Leonard. And when you cash in all those assets, like that's... That's why this draft is going to be so important, regardless of where the Raptors finish. Because you're in a position now where you just need more assets. We're seeing at this point that the Raptors don't have enough assets. They don't have enough people that night in, night out, you're going to get a consistent effort like the one you got tonight. Add in the fact that you're playing in a condensed schedule, and so your lack of depth is really going to show. It's really going to hurt. But that's why this draft is going to be so important. That's why you hope that, you know, hey, maybe you can get some minutes from Gillespie. Maybe you, Kem Birch, you know, he finds something. Him and Nick Nurse gets gain on their chemistry they built already. 
from him playing on Team Canada and Ken Birch can stick around and he can become the starting center or he can become part of your bench mob. The key though at this point is just add assets because the other part to pay attention to when we get to the draft People are going to start talking about, oh, well, what's the need? What's the need? It's like, no, no, no. You're drafting best player available, <laughs> right? Like that's got to be the look to draft the best player available. That's where you're at with this team. And when you look at other teams and what how they appear to mess up year in and year out, it's they think that, oh, we already have this one young guy, so we're not going to pick this guy. And it's like, nope, that doesn't make sense. Right, like Minnesota, oh, we're not going to draft LaMelo Ball because we already have a point guard in D'Angelo Russell. Yeah, (laughs) how's that working out for you? So I'm excited for the draft, but I'm also just excited to watch this team night in, night out just to see how things develop. Utah is also becoming a fan favorite, no? People are loving Utah's minutes, and it's tough not to love the dude that comes on the court and he's just hustling and and playing defense and nurse raving about how he can guard one to four and all positions except the center and do it pretty well do it at a high level and if he just figures out spends that summer working on that corner three i mean he he could be part of you know your future bench mob and i think we got to make it it's got to be beyond bench mob 2.0 no it's got to be beyond that at this point uh another comment says for real malachi needs the keys to the bench mob that'd be funny makes sense totally that's the hope that's definitely definitely the hope Catherine says i have to say gary trent jr is starting to be my favorite raptor love his game ali says glad we blew out the calves little bit of a revenge i like that after gary trent had a tough game in chicago he came back strong in this one yeah, I mean, what we've seen from him so far seems to be a pretty even keel person. Like, he's not too, too hot. Like, even the Selly after he hit that game winner was kind of just like, yeah, I do this. <laughs> you know, it wasn't too elaborate. It wasn't too crazy. It's just like, yeah, I do this. A kind of a, like a, a bad boy pose. <laughs> I liked it. I liked it. Uh, Summer says the best play of the game was Boucher, Boucher snubbing Sexton for a handshake yeah I I didn't see that I did it looked like something happened but I wasn't sure what it was and if that's the case all about that Sexton like get out of here man that was so lame listen he talked trash and he put in work in that game cool but the reality is you're still on the Cavs bro and you're still like way out of the playoffs and your team's trash like win quietly lose quietly until you're actually lifting a chip bro certain men's you you can't talk to like that anyways don't want to spend too much time talking about colin sexton i think uh stanley johnson gave sexton enough payback with that block he pinned him so hard stanley johnson and then stared him down i like that i liked that a lot more comments if we're facing the nets in round one of the playoffs I would like to pass, please. It would be better to think that we swept them last year. Uh, yeah, there's a lot. There's a lot in between now and then. I'll say that. So, I'm not gonna talk about first round playoff matchups yet. 
enjoy this moment. Enjoy Gary Trent Jr. Enjoy Masai winning another trade. Not that Norm is doing poorly. This is working out really well for Gary Trent Jr. and the Toronto Raptors. Then you add in the contract situation where Gary Trent Jr. is going to cost you way less than whatever Norm's about to sign to in the offseason. So, yeah. K2 Garnett says, let the rookies experience a playoff run. I think any playoff experience is more important than trying to get a good player in the draft. Uh, I think you can do both. I really think you can do both. I don't think it's this or that, in my opinion. I think that you can, you know, if you get in that play-in tournament, that's obviously a game that would have stakes. Um, Playing in the playoffs against KD and Kyrie and James Harden, yeah, there's something to that for sure. And again, I think it's about your culture. And the Raptors as a culture, you know they're not going to tank. Like, look at the Sixers. The Sixers, even though they spent all those years tanking, and then they finally got good, right? They had Embiid and Simmons and Jimmy Butler, and they finally got good, but it's still taken them so long. And you wonder if it just took so long to really chip away, chip away, just all that loser stench that was surrounding that organization for so long. Like, you don't want to have that atmosphere where your best players that you're counting on get used to losing, get accustomed to losing, where they get okay with losing. You don't want that. So I do understand what K2's Garnett is saying. I just think that, you know, the other part of this that I think is very important is the difference between, let's say, the 8th or ninth pick and then the 12th or 13th pick. That comes down to scouting. That comes down to your scouting department. And I trust the Raptors scouting department, right? Like I don't, and again, this isn't a draft where you're, you're, you know, you should be tanking because LeBron's there or because Zion's there or something like that. I don't think it's that kind of draft. I think there's a lot of good players. And so there's going to be a lot of room for you to pick up someone really good at, let's say, 12 at let's say seven, at let's say nine. And so you're not really going to be out here trying to lose games like that. And plus also add in the fact that the lottery is in play and you could be trying to tank and those ping pong balls just don't want to go your way. Might I remind you, it wasn't that long ago that the New York Knicks, remember that front page of, was it the New York Post that had KD, Kyrie and Zion (laughs) on the front page, all in Knicks jerseys because they thought they were getting the ping pong balls to land Zion. Yeah. So I get it. I understand it. Another comment says, Utah was Vince Carter today. Yo, if Utah really, I I wish that it wasn't a clear path foul because I wanted to see if he is really going to cradle that and do that reverse dunk. That would have been insane. Insane. Uh, Khan, OG Khan says, favorite moment, Utah three at the buzzer and Gary step back three and Boucher's block with the flex emoji. And says, the bromance of Trent and OG is giving them on-court chemistry. Let's finish off the season strong 2022. Let's get it. Uh, I see Boucher at the four being crazy good on defense. Yeah, I mean, if you move Boucher into his right position coming off the bench, he will be a great piece coming off someone's bench. 
It's just that, you know, and in fairness, even playing out of position for the majority of his minutes, he's had a really good season. So then I say, imagine what he could do beside an actual center. When you you focus him in more and say, okay, you're going to get 20 minutes a night. Before those 20 minutes, you have to own the glass. You have to own the paint, own the rebounds, be a force and a presence on both ends. That's when your team will be really good. And I'm excited to see if that's the case going forward. Reed says, we shut up Sexton. Can't get any better than that. <laughs> I mean, that was... that. After what Sexton did in the last game, I, I know Raptors fans were relishing this, and you gotta relish it because it's one of those basketball gods type things, right? Like, you win one game and my guy's talking that much trash? I don't know. <laughs> I don't know if I want to go this far, but Kerbo says... Trent will be an all-star next year. Nice trade, man. I mean, I don't know about that. I'm not willing to go that far. There's a lot of things to, you know, figure out in between that time. But hey. Uh, let's see. What's his comment say? If Gary Trent Jr. proves to be more clutch in the playoffs than Pascal, will it get awkward for the team? I don't think so because I believe for the last two years, meaning like post Kawhi, there still hasn't really been that, you know, yeah, they call a lot of plays for Pascal at the end, but I mean, Freddie's had some chances at the end of games where he's taken shots. I don't think that it, Kyle's taken over some games at the end of, at the end and he's taken some shots. I don't think there's been this clear cut, you know, this is Siakam's team. I think they've given Siakam a lot of chances to kind of take the reins and run with it. But I don't think that it's ended up in a position where you're looking at it. And if Trent Jr., you know, if next time they're in that situation, they run a play for Trent Jr. instead of Siakam, I don't think Siakam will be too mad. I don't think that's too awkward. Like, I don't know. I don't. I just don't think Siakam's done enough to be in a position yet where he's like mad that he's not the guy. Again, just my opinion, and I don't know Pascal to to be like, oh well, his personality is blank. But you guys might disagree. Let me know what you think. John Doe says Gary is getting paid this offseason. Doesn't matter how many shots he takes. It's not like Pascal cares anyways. Oof. Have people fallen off the Pascal trade? the Pascal train, pardon me, are we fully on board the Gary Trent Jr. wave and are people done with Pascal? Jeez, y'all move quick, real quick, <laughs> real, real quick. Uh, Martin says, I think we've, we're forgetting Norman Powell used to literally carry our team Uh, for weeks at a time, I think. I think. Yeah. I don't know. I, I don't know how long you think Norman would carry the team. I think he'd have moments where he'd pop up in the playoffs and have a really good game and swing a series. I think he'd have a week or two week run where he'd shoot the lights out and then get hurt. But I don't know about, you know, carry the team. I don't know if I can give that full crown to Norm. Uh that I'm trying to read this name here. Cairo says, yeah, both Fred and Trent have the dog in them. 
I like that comparison, you know, and I'll follow that up with Maestro says, or MC Maestro, my bad, says, like Freddie, it's nice to have a player like GTJ who wants the smoke. And that's why I like I like having this combo with the pod and the people that follow the pod because I'm a firm believer in stats and eye test. And there's certain things you can't quantify, right? But you can watch a basketball game and know that this guy wants to smoke. There's no stat to tell you that. There's no statistic to show you that, hey, maybe Freddie wants it more. Like there are people who are stat nerds that will tell you, well, what does wants it more mean? Right? And I always think I'm like, oh, you never played sports. Like, you never had that huddle at the end. Like, and I'm saying, like, low level, you know that you can look at someone and be like, oh, this person shook right now. And that still happens in the NBA. We know that because you see it if you're paying attention, right? Like, you know, there's certain dudes that want the smoke and certain dudes that don't. I mean, unfortunately, we're at the point now where I think. The person that comes up most in that, you know, failing (laughs) when things start to get tight is Paul George shooting it off the side of the backboard in game seven. But you know what I mean? Some guys just aren't about that life. And I feel like with Fred Van Fleet and Gary Trent Jr., like those guys are just dogs. Like it's just, it's just a different kind of player, a different kind of style, a different kind of, of. I was going to say something, but I'll edit myself. I'll edit myself on the pod. (laughs) But yeah, I love that you guys are all fired up. I really appreciate that. And says Pascal was cheering JTJ on tonight. They can coexist. You need more than one good player to have a successful team. Yes, yes, yes. I think that's an important thing to remember. This doesn't have to be, oh, Gary Trent Jr. is a man and Pascal's done now. Like, you need good players. The Raptors don't have enough good players, so you need both of them to play well if you think you have a chance to actually win a round in the playoffs, right? You need all these guys. And so it's not a point where, okay, Pascal's the man. Because let's be honest, if Pascal is the man or if Gary Trent Jr. is the man, what is the ceiling of that team? What is the ceiling of a team in which Pascal Siakam or Gary Trenton Jr. is the man on that team? And before you answer that, the second part of my question is, so then you as a fan rooting for this team, what are your expectations for the team that you cheer for? Because I believe that since they won the championship, as as a fan base should have higher expectations than just making the playoffs. That's what I believe. So so that's why I have this perception of, okay, well, let's see. Keep building pieces. Keep building assets. Asset management. And then once you accumulate enough assets, you put your chips in the table and you re-up. As I look behind me to that Kawhi Leonard NBA Finals jersey that I will always relish and love. Why? Because your Toronto Raptors, no matter what, our NBA champions. Well, they're not champions right now. They're not currently champions. But you got to give them some credit for the win that they had tonight. Because not many people really expected them to win against the Cleveland Cavaliers. Why? Because the last time the Toronto Raptors saw the Cleveland Cavaliers, they also saw your man's Colin Sexton talking mega shit. But this time around, 
things were different in a big way. In a big, big way. As your Toronto Raptors are winners. 135 to 115. Gary Trent Jr. does it again. Career high 44 points. On 17 of 19 shooting. 7 of 9 from the three-point land. 7 rebounds. 4 assists. He's played 9 games for your Toronto Raptors. He's already had moments or games where he's upped his career high he's already had a game in which he was a franchise best plus 54 he's already had a game winning shot at the buzzer and then he has a crazy shooting night like this 17 for 19 like that's gotta be i'm sure if i go to you know a quick search here we'll find me some crazy stat to put this into perspective what gary trent jr did tonight because that's just insane. Like, I don't... I, I've never seen anything like that before in terms of 17 for 19 from your Toronto Raptors. That is an incredible performance. That goes up there with any of the top... You know, you could make the argument that not that, you know, it's bigger than Freddy's 54. But, I mean, in terms of a shooting night, it's up there. It's definitely up there. Here's this from NBA.com stats. Gary Trent Jr., 44 points on 17 of 19 field goals made. Joins Chris Bosh, who had 40 points on 14 of 16 field goals in 2008, as the only Raptors to score 40-plus points on 80% shooting or better in a game. That is a statistic, and that, on top of the OVO gear... On top of the Blue Jays gear, on top of the swaggy interviews, you know, Gary Trent Jr., man, your favorite Raptor's favorite Raptor, and it has a bunch of people looking at Pascal Siakam sideways, but I urge you guys, remember, it doesn't have to be a one or the other type thing. Pascal can still develop, Gary Trent Jr. can still develop, you're accumulating assets. That's the goal at this point. It doesn't have to be one or the other. It doesn't have to be this guy's better than that guy. It doesn't have to be. But this is a fun ride. I gotta I can't I can't lie. I'm enjoying this wave that Gary Trent Jr. has us on. I see my man Sniz in the chat. What's he says? He says we need to give that man the bag. Masai, bring the Brinks truck. <laughs> Let's go. <laughs> Take the money back from Siakam and give it to Trent. Yo, Sniz, chill out, man. Chill out. I'm trying to calm the people down. And you trying to fire the people back up. Gotta calm down, people. It's all right. We can have both. Accumulate assets for the future. You don't need to ante up yet. Not yet. Not yet. But until then... We will be back as the Raptors are back in action tomorrow against the New York Knicks. We'll see how much they have left in the tank on the second night of a back-to-back. -back. I would assume your man's Pascal Siakam would be back after resting in tonight's game. I would assume he plays in the second half of the back-to-back. -back. And either way, we'll be back here to discuss it live on this. The only live and interactive Toronto Raptors post-game show. And it is called Wrap It Up. Remember, Wrap It Up is a show on Blast Podcast is the network. You can find us streaming live after each and every Toronto Raptors game on Twitch, on YouTube, on Twitter, 
and on Instagram. And if you ever miss the podcast live, don't worry, we got you covered. Leave your comments and questions on Apple Podcasts, on Spotify, on SoundCloud. You can follow us there as well. Of course, as the aforementioned YouTube, that's how you support the pod. Like, subscribe there, hit that like button, watch some ads on there. That's how you that's how you support the movement that is this, the Wrap It Up podcast. And as I always say, I used to pray for times like this to rhyme like this. This is the Wrap It Up On Blast Raps Post Game Show. As always, unpolished and unapologetic. Until next time, see ya.